Hey guys, I'm Dr. Richard Johnson, director of the Booker T. Washington Initiative at the Texas Public Policy Foundation and your host of the State of Black America podcast. Join me as we discuss the principles of freedom, entrepreneurship, and self-reliance with thought leaders across America. Hello, we're joined today by Mayor Thurman Barty in the great city of Port Arthur, Texas, along with Mr. Ron Burton, their city manager. And today we're going to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and how it's affecting small and medium-sized cities. We hear a lot of information about how New York is being affected, how New York is handling COVID-19 and the pandemic. We hear a lot about how Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, your big four major cities are handling uh, the pandemic. But what about cities like Port Arthur, which are medium-sized cities, predominantly minority, about 80% minorities, African-Americans, Hispanics, and Asians. How are you guys handling the city? Mayor, I want to welcome you to the podcast and just uh, you can jump right in and tell us how are you guys handling this pandemic, particularly coming off of the heels of Hurricane Harvey, which was the largest catastrophic incident that's happened probably in the history of Port Arthur. Well, first of all, uh, I want to thank you for having myself and our city manager from the great city of Port Arthur, Mr. Ron Burton, on the talk show this afternoon, Dr. Uh, uh, Johnson. And actually, the the, uh, effects that the COVID-19, this novel uh, coronavirus has had on the city, I would say uh, for sure since about March uh, uh, 13th or 14th was when it really began to show. However, we were uh, actually doing things to prepare ourselves for it as early as the first of October. Uh, Our our health uh, uh, department, uh, Ms. Judith Smith, who is our our health director, uh, she was doing a a great job, uh, even at our county level, with Dr. Uh, Cecil Walks and his staff uh, for the Jefferson County uh, 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 Health Department. They were preparing back in February for what actually became very, it was imminent that it was going to happen in, in, in March. And the effects that it's had upon us uh, dealing with the executive orders from the governor uh, being uh, sent down and the uh, county judge uh, actually signing on. And as a result of that, uh, my being the mayor, uh, having to uh, sign on and maybe tweak some of those uh, uh, orders uh, to actually fit Port Arthur, not to deviate from what the essence of their their uh, uh, orders were, but to some at some points we made them fit uh, us here in Port Arthur when we had the latitude to be able to do that. And uh, with the citizens, uh, the citizens here in Port Arthur, uh, I want to commend, they have done a great job of, first of all, just being dealing with the basics, social distancing, uh, being sure that they would, uh, I would say the majority of our citizens, mask up, uh, have gloves on, uh, even the, the, the uh, uh, houses of faith, uh, no matter what uh, their, 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 their beliefs were, in, in any house of faith, uh, in the denomination, they uh, ceased having uh, in-person services uh, uh, 
began to have uh, virtual uh, worship services and prayer uh, uh, visuals. Uh, the schools, uh, we have about three uh, different uh, school districts here in the city of Port Arthur, and each of those, uh, they, they did what they could as far as moving from in-class instructions to uh, virtual learning and online learning for the uh, the students uh, in our nursing facilities. They have done a great job in nursing homes and in the uh, uh, rehabilitation facilities here in the city of Port Arthur. You know, and our city manager who's sitting here with me has done a great job with our staff of about close to 600 or more uh, uh, employees uh, uh, here at the city where we have moved to uh, working uh, remotely. Uh, some employees are in on certain days, some are not, and some come in at certain number of hours on certain days. Uh, we've had to close the uh, actual city hall uh, and our municipal court to uh, the public, but it's for their own good and for our safety. Uh, we've had our council meetings have been on Zoom uh, since, uh, I think, in April. Uh, uh, We've done everything that we could possibly do to actually accommodate everyone, yet continue to function in the manner in which that the city would be run. Now, Mr. Mr. Burton is here. He could tell you more about the day-to-day -day functioning of the city and where we are right now uh, as we even try to make plans to reopen again. But uh, coming off of, off of Harvey, it's just uh, and any Imelda really, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's been a task, but God has been good to us. He blesses us over and over again, and, and uh, He's assured us through our faithfulness, I would guess, in His faithfulness for sure, to keep us where we have been able to maintain the city, even though we are experiencing the uh, discomfort, and even in some instances the depths. Mm -hmm of this uh, uh, virus. Mayor, can we, this would be a great place to bring in the city manager, uh, Mr. Burton. We talked a little bit about, you know, sales tax. We talked a little bit about the economic hit that's coming off the shutdown of uh, COVID-19. And one of the things that I was startled to learn, which it made all the sense in the world after, after uh, Mr. Burton explained it to me, how, you know, HEB uh, outlets like uh, Walmart, outlets like Lowe's are doing very well in small and medium-sized cities. Mr. Burke, can you talk a little bit about that, the sales tax elevation? Yeah, I, I will. But just before I do that, Doc, um, what I want to let me just thank you again and thank, thank you for having my, the mayor and myself on this podcast this afternoon. One of the important points that the mayor made about the, the virus and, and its impact here. I, I just want to mention as well that not one of the city employees, and we have over 700 um, city employees, not one have been tested positive. And that is because of the good job that both the city staff and city administration and the council have done um, in disseminating information and communication. There has always been that two-way communication between council and staff, and we almost all, always kept staff abreast as to what our plans were, you know, where we were going, um, how the declarations were supposed to take effect and how we were scheduling staff um, in order to come in so that we did not miss a beat in service delivery to our citizens up to this very set day. 
You have very few calls coming in um, for lack of service delivery. You know, we have been able to, to use um, every media form, you know, in, including our social media to get information. Um, having said that, you know, we um, just the assistant city manager and I was just having a discussion about a day or two ago. And um, he was sharing with me that he has met with representatives from some of the larger outlets out there, including Lowe's and you know, the manager informed them, listen, now, we are up as far as in sales are concerned in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And let us look at it from this way. A lot of people have found that downtime to do that small project that they wanted to get done at home. You know, yeah. you can't go out at this time. So why don't I just work on the deck? Right. Um, it's springtime. Why don't I work in the flower garden? Or exactly. why don't I cultivate a, um, a, a small vegetable garden? you know, in yeah. the backyard. Um, I was speaking to one one of the, the feed stores and the guy was saying to me, listen, last year, um, spring about this time, I would order all these chickens and they would be in and they would stay there for several weeks until they have grown. You have to get in line now at seven o'clock in the morning to buy live chickens, live chicks, live chicks. And as soon as they come, they're gone the same day. So people have been engaged in, in, in the community in small projects. And I think that has helped to, when we look at HEB, people have been doing more cooking at home. You know, we hope that transcends into yeah. more nutritional meals being consumed and, and that sort of thing. So I think it has helped in some way or the other. You know, um, hopefully when the analysis is being done down the road, we'll see, we hope that... Um, we do not see a rise in obesity, you know, or anything yeah, of that yeah, nature, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because people are having much more downtime. But we can tell you, though, that people have spent more time cooking at home and um, have spent more time doing some um, home projects that they would have long liked to have undertaken in the past. So I, I think there has been some positive spillovers um, for us in small communities you know, small and medium-sized communities as far as that is concerned. I had an opportunity to come down to Port Arthur last week, uh, earlier this week, actually. And one of the things that I noticed that the construction that's going on, uh, the construction workers are working, uh, there's a lot of renovation going on, there's new homes being built. Uh, It just seems like that we're having that Port Arthur is having a total different experience than New York. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And let me just share with you, I, I know just before this thing was about to hit us and we were about to shut down, um, we were just about to undertake um, the rebuilding of structures for um, Harvey, persons who got flooded, and um, we had received all this money from the federal government through the Southeast Texas Regional Planning Commission Um to, to construct, uh, I think it's about 400 or, or more so houses in the city. And I got a call and, you know, they were asking as to whether we, the city was going to remain available and open to do business to in order to ensure that houses were constructed and people get back into their homes. And yes, we did. We made sure that we put a plan in place so that permits could be issued, inspections could be done, and we can get those homes constructed and get people out of the hotels, you know, so that they could get back into their homes, you know, and be prepared. Most important, again, be prepared 
for the upcoming hurricane season. Right. You know, um, and again, God forbid that we may flood again. But just to give people that sense of mind um, 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 and relief, you know, that we are doing something again. If this is a disaster of a different nature, but we just wanted to make sure that we add normalcy as much as possible, wherever that was possible, to make sure that we continue with our service delivery at the city level. And it, it seems that, that Mr. Burton, that you all have not had a, a huge uh, layoff uh, in terms of employees and that you, you're taking this opportunity to uh, bring in some innovation, uh, looking at new tools and looking at virtual uh, meetings, uh, as the mayor mentioned earlier, uh, and also looking at if you have to downsize or cut budgets, doing it through attrition was the conversation that we had. Absolutely. And one of the things that we said we were going to do, we were going to look at the use of, now look at the use of technology as an enhancement tools for service delivery, you know, here at the city. You know, we have looked at other cities. I know once upon a time we've um, mention was made of Asheville, North Carolina. Where the where the the, the um, plan inspector works mostly three days a week at home, you know, yeah. and he's be able to review all his plans online, you know, and only come in for certain days, you know, to do paperwork. So we we are looking at all these things as well to see how we can continue to provide quality service to our customers. I think this is just a good opportunity that you could use it. You use lemons to make lemonade out of it. Yeah you know, to see how we can continue to service our customers and at the same time, you know, continue to see how using best practices, how we can continue to utilize the manpower that we have at our disposal at the city level without, you know, giving anybody any pink slips, you know, and sending them home. Mayor, it, 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 you would assume that a, a town that's uh, a medium-sized city uh, that's largely minority, uh, about 80% African-American, Hispanic, and Asian, uh, even a little bit more than that, it, it would, it would fir at first glance, you would think that you wouldn't be doing as well as you're doing. And uh, I'm wondering, do you attribute that to uh, what you and Mr. Burton uh, both mentioned earlier was uh, good communication between uh, the governing body and administration uh, and also putting the uh, putting the citizens first yeah well I, I I would I would really attribute that to sound financial planning that that's actually uh, been in place even prior to mr. Burton's tenure or my tenure and the, the uh, sound financial uh, 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 planning again and I think the actual uh, putting together of implement, or implementing sound financial structure for the city and practices for the city has has us uh, has the city of Port Arthur in, a, in the position financially that it's in right now. Uh, now uh, again, we have uh, a pretty decent uh, uh, tax base. Uh, we haven't had to uh, think at this juncture about going into a rainy day fund. Uh, we haven't even uh, at this juncture experienced uh, a loss of revenue, uh, 
yeah, so to speak, you know, that, that, that some cities have. But again, it goes with the financial structure that the city functions under. Uh, I think, uh, well, in, in, the, in the state of Texas, you, know, you have to have this, this balanced budget. And uh, when you have a, an individual such as Mr. Burton, who is uh, on top of his game, so to speak, uh, have a good, real nice uh, uh, assistant city manager, uh, 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 Scott Moore, who is with us now, who works under Mr. Uh, uh, Burton's uh, 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 supervision and tutelage, who has a sound financial uh, uh, background. And we have a staff that, that that's good at here. And when you put all of those, uh, I think, elements together, it allows for a city to be uh, in the position that we're in. Uh, you know, we function with with, with a, 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 a council that is actually uh, uh, prudent. I think, and they they are fool, and uh, they 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 are uh, wise and knowledgeable. You know, I, I've just entered uh, municipal government, but several of those individuals whom I serve with on council have been here for uh, a number of years. And some of them even terming out because they 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 served. Uh, uh, we have term limits, but so they are knowledgeable of. Of, of the budgetary process. And those are the things I believe that keeps us in uh, having good financial footing. And futuristically, uh, we know that if things would persist with this virus, uh, if, if, if come September or next month and we have a resurgence, then that's going to, it's, it's going to change the structure of everything that we do as far as what Mr. Burton is going to have to, have to present to us, to the council, come September for October 1st. But uh, they have even begun to talk about those things now to be prepared uh, come September 1st or whatever, because we have to have the different type of hearings and, and mm -hmm. presentations of, of, yeah. of the budget yeah. prior to the actual passage. So, uh, you know, following municipal law. Mayor, with two minutes, less than two minutes left, uh, I just want to put this out here so we can talk a little bit about it. How how much is, uh, how helpful is it that you have Motiva, Valero, uh, your major, you know, uh, energy manufacturer, I mean, uh, factories, uh, industries in your city? How helpful is that? compared well, to other smaller mid-sized cities. I, I would say that gives us a sound tax basis. What, what, what do you expect? Yeah, absolutely. City manager? Absolutely, yeah. Mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it because what happens, you know, at the beginning of our financial year, all those monies are in our coffers already, yeah. you know, so that we could, um, it provides us with that cushion yeah. that, that makes us financially comfortable, you know, that yeah. we know that we have, the resources that we need to continue to provide deliver services, right. especially in those times here. But, you know, the mayor mentioned one thing here, and I think the mayor has been very generous. I, one of the things I want to mention is that there has been a solid team approach between the mayor, the council, and administration as to what we're doing out here. Yeah. That is the key. That is the key to success here in the yeah. city of Port Arthur. Right. 
We've got yeah. to work together. We're a solid if, team approach. Yes. Yeah. If if if, if we're you know each pulling apart, going out separate ways, then uh, our results are going to be yeah. as such. Yes. And it would show uh, 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 an unsound or uh, unstableness. That's right. In our finances, in in our in in our governance, and everything you else. know, policy making as well. Yeah. You know, but yeah. last think, few last few seconds. What about your mom and pop haircut? You know, barbershops, uh, small small businesses. Well, How are they fair. You know what, uh, Doc? They are. They most of those went back to work uh, last last week, I believe it is. Uh, I have a. Uh, if you if this were a video, then you can see I haven't actually had the opportunity to go to a barbershop, anything. But those individuals, I'm and I'm glad for them. However. I was. I am more concerned. You see, it's it's a battle. It's between public health and public wealth. Yeah. You know. Now, which would we, can we choose? Do both? Can can we can we have public health and also have public wealth? I believe I that we can coexist, but we've have we've got to find that happy medium, and that's what we're trying to do here in the city of Port Arthur. Uh, I have. I wish. I wish the entire state of Texas. I wish the entire country of the United States would would do it. I wish the entire world would do it. You see, for public health, we've got to do what's necessary in order to contain this virus. For public wealth, we've got to do what's necessary to allow the citizen really to go back to work so the economy can be sound. Right. But we cannot, and I would not be a proponent of our allowing public wealth to supersede or just be over and above Public health. But, but Mayor, it sounds it sounds like you guys have figured it out in Port Arthur, basically how to balance that out. And I think that's where America is right now, trying to figure out how to balance public health and public wealth. And it seems that you guys have your, your major outlets are still are, are performing extremely high. Uh, your refineries are doing well. Your tax base is intact. Your economic, uh, your economic stimulation packages are moving well. Uh, it sounds like you guys have found the magic that most of the folks across the country are trying to find. It's it's and it's it's about two. It's there are two things there that, that we can attribute to that. One, planning, yeah. planning, financial planning as well, but planning. And two, we have had the experience and exposure in the past of disasters, but those were natural disasters. Right. But we have done some sound planning, and, yeah. and in those times when we have been challenged, you know, and we were able to put all our best practices into place in order to deal with this. And one thing I'd like to add, uh, knowledge is power. Uh, and the city managers here, prior to this, I was in Washington, D.C., at the pulse of everything that was actually going on in the country at the time, because they were doing that, that, that first week of March, everything in Washington was geared toward what was getting ready to come up the following weeks. Mm -hmm. In the city of Port Arthur, uh, we were the first city, I was the first mayor in this entire region to call its leadership together to begin dialogue as to how we would handle COVID-19. We did this on March 13th. By March 15th, it was just uh, almost a worldwide thing that schools could not happen or mm -hmm. anything. When we start talking about it, two days prior to the entire country having to actually just succumb to it, so exactly. to speak. So mm -hmm. what we've done, we 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 you know we we work together with planning, 
having the knowledge and, and applying those principles where they need to be applied so we can get the best results. And I think the best results has been where God has us right now as a, as a municipality, as a city, uh, doing real well in spite of what is transpiring. Well, I tell you, I want to thank you, Mayor Barty and, and Mr. Burden, City Manager, Mr. Burden, for coming on our show today and really enlightening our listeners uh, to the fact that, you know, mid and small, smaller cities are sm like small ships. They can turn faster than big cities. They can make decisions. They can do, and if they operate prudently with the right planning in place, and then also communications up and down the vertical line, they can not only survive a, a disaster or a pandemic, but they can thrive within that disaster and that pandemic. So I want right. to thank you guys for bringing that information to light. We're going to try to utilize that information and share with other cities because maybe not everybody has been forthright upcoming uh, on, on, on planning. Maybe there there's a situation where individuals needed to maybe look at, you know, how their their large chains operating within their cities in terms of the revenue uh, uptick. So all of this information will then be available for other cities to to have access to, and maybe it'll help other small and mid-sized cities, and even some large cities across the state of Texas and America. So thank you guys for coming on this podcast today. The information that you shared has been invaluable. Hey, thank you. Thank for you. Having Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for joining us today for this important discussion. If you want to get plugged in with the Booker T. Washington Initiative, head over to TexasPolicy.com or find us on Facebook by searching for the Booker T. Washington Initiative. See you next time and God bless.